0: Greetings and salutations. This is your boy, Darius D, and welcome back to the D.D. Fuego show. If you're new here, this is my podcast. Thanks for stopping by. If you don't know what fuego means, it simply means this. It means that it's fire. That's the definition of fuego. If you are returning, thank you for coming once again. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the support. Now, the topic of the day is intermarriage. Now, this is like a topic where it's not as stigmatized as it was in yesteryears. It's not as, it's not considered as bad. It's really not. You see more interracial couples, which is a topic I'll be talking about today. I'll also be talking about interfaith and my thoughts on that. But, you know, as we customarily do here on this channel, and this podcast, one of the greatest podcasts of all time, hosted by one of the greatest minds in the century, <laughs> soon to be, uh, we look at a definition from the Miriam webster and this is what it says. The definition of intermarriage is marriage between members of different groups. So that's basically the whole synopsis of the matter is um, intermarriage means one group and another group getting married. Plain and simple. But, as we also do here to help your vernacular grow and you seem like the most intelligent person in the world, keyword seem. we do the word of the day, which also is hosted by merriam Webster, and since today is April eleventh twenty eighteen, the word of the day is this: defer d e f e r which is to put off or delay. So add that to your vernacular. Add, add that to your daily conversations with your friends and family, coworkers, boss, whatever. Grow your minds. Make sure you remember it, retain it, and you'll see that the more words you have in your mental library, which is also known as a mental lexicon, It makes you grow as a person, so you don't keep repeating the same words over and over, so on and so forth. Now, back to the topic. Intermarriage is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about why some people are for it, why some people are against it, my opinions of it, and differences in the intermarriage. Because intermarriage is basically like, picture this, a broad spectrum, and then under it, it has different... um counterparts which would be um in this case interracial which is the most common one and then they have interfaith and so on and so forth those are the two major ones I'm going to talk about because the ones that are most likely happening. you can also talk about um different political views as well and then I'm going to talk about how also my views but I'm going to talk about Whether it makes sense to even speak about intermarriage as as if it's a big deal. And I know this might not seem like it makes sense as I'm talking about it now. But remember, this is just an intro. I will get into it in depth as we go on through this podcast. So thank you once again for listening to my show. I really appreciate the support. I'm going to keep pumping out um, good content for you guys. We're going to get a special guest coming up within the next couple of months. Not going to give any details to that. You'll see when it comes out. But within the next couple of months, we're going to get different guests on the show, like I promised, and I'm going to be a man of my word and keep my promises. So we're going to do that. As the weeks go forward, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Also, just want to talk about this intermarriage Just one last thing before the intro ends. Just going to also talk about a little bit of the Christian perspective of this, because I am a Christian man, so I'm a man of God. So this has to tie into it as well, so I'm going to talk about that. In my podcast, so we're going to talk about the Christian perspective and how God views intermarriage, because it's in the Bible. The Bible covers a good um, area of history, a whole plethora of it. It dates back all the way to ancient Egypt, as far as we know, even further. And it's a really good book, I suggest it. And another book that you should read that's not a religious text is... Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It. Now, this book is actually really good. I'm almost done reading it. I might talk about it a little bit more when I fully complete reading the book. But so far, so good. It's talking about how great entrepreneurs build their businesses and influence and how you can do it as well. And Gary V, if you don't know him, he's an entrepreneur, a true one as well. I'm really into his content. My uncle showed me a couple of his videos and encouraged me to do this podcast anyways and use the, um, the app Anchor. So just to show you, it doesn't matter where you come from, what your socioeconomic background is, your race, your gender, whatever. All you need is to put in the hard work. You all have talent. I believe that God gives talent to everybody. It's just a matter of whether you're going to use it and yes, we're all busy, but at the end of the day, we have time to do things that we want to do. Like, you have time to watch Netflix. Like, yo, net- Netflix? That could take a lot of time out of your day, right? It can really do it. Especially if it's a good show, you will watch it all in within two days. So, this goes to show you that we can make time for certain things. And we can uh, achieve our dreams and our goals in this lifetime. Because you only have one life, one body. So, you take care of your body. You work hard as... Well, as you can, you impact the world, make a difference, help others, and be selfless. So, as we get into the show, we're going to talk about intermarriage. As if you didn't know by now, you've read the title already, and you've heard me talk about it before in this intro. So, as we go forth, we're going to get in depth and you're going to learn something today. And it's going to be a good show. Thank you for listening. Don't move nowhere, whether you're in a car or in a chair. Listen closely as I speak. Because the truth will be spoken today and you will accumulate knowledge. So stay tuned now. Stay tuned. Yes, we are back. 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 We are talking about intermarriage on this episode. Now, Here is the point of the matter in regard to that. A lot of people are for it, some people are against it. In this segment, we're going to talk about why people are for it. Now, I've traveled the world, I've seen it with my own two eyes, and I've spoken to people who are in interracial marriages, or we'll just use that example for now. And I know some people who are in interfaith marriages as well. So the thing is with this, a lot of people and um, some of my friends who grew up in that type of environment say this that it brings both cultures together because a couple of my friends I know one dude that I went to high school with he had an interfaith marriage. one of his family members his mother was I think, a Hindu, and his father was like a Buddhist or something like that and then for in regards to racial and interracial marriage. Uh, one guy's parent is Asian. His father's Asian, and his mother's white. So, you well, know, I after observing all of this for my own eyes, I, I said, come up, came up with this conclusion: people who are for it believe that um, it brings again brings up a sense of um cultural relativity, which basically means that they're open, you know, to that culture and wanting to learn more. So, for example, consider this: you take an Indonesian man and you take a woman from Venezuela. Both cultures are completely different, but but I guarantee there's probably at least one similarity. But most, for the most part, they're different, right? And they're bringing both their backgrounds. Both from different parts of the world. Venezuela is in, I believe, in South America, if my geography is correct. I'm pretty sure it is, cause I got a good mark in that class back in high school. But that's neither here nor there. And I believe Indonesia is in the south of Asia, and that's why I made it specified. I don't, I didn't just say like an Asian man and a black, or an Asian man and a Hispanic woman because even within those types of race there's different cultures as well because not every black person is the same you have black people that are born in north america who view things differently like in canada and even in the states like there's over 52 states and a black person born in california has a different view on life compared to someone who's born in new york so that's is why i was so specific and about to my comparison back to my analogy it goes like this since that they're both from different parts of the world different continents they have different views different religions different things but they're able to come together and share their experience under the name of love according to them under the name of love and Bring both cultures together so that when they bear children, their children have the perspective of two different worlds. So imagine this: an Indonesian man, as I named before, and you have the Venezuelan woman living in, okay, this is living in the south of France, which is in Europe. So that's completely different. They have different languages. Um, each country has a different language. I think I don't know what the language is for. It. Indonesia, but I know Venezuela. Venezuela, they normally speak Spanish, and in France, obviously, it's French. So, what is a different type of French? The different dialect of French, the main French, Parisian French. Oh, so being that said, it shows here that they're opening up their both worlds and coming together to become one. To share with their children both perspectives, to share with their children a different world than just a completely um, Canadian family born and raised in Canada for three generations. It brings different customs together, how they interact within their cultures, It brings different ideologies, idioms and sayings, and all these different things from culture, and you're fusing it together. And that's why um, if you live in Canada, I know in Toronto, especially in this new age, I find with um, the people my age bracket, my age demographic, a lot of these guys with the food trucks or different restaurants downtown, they usually do this fusion thing where, if you notice, um, if they're a second generation, because I'm a second generation, um, they usually take what their parents made at home And they fuse it in with um, the culture they're in. So, for example, say if there's a person who is Korean, right? And they're a second-generation Korean. And they are in Canada right now. And um, they fuse their food, so the Korean food, whether it be Korean barbecue, which is lit. If you haven't had that yet, you should go get that right now. What are you doing with your life? But besides that, you take Korean barbecue aspect and you mix it with like Canadian cuisine. I also say a common one that's pretty prominent in our country, which is called poutine, which is basically cheese curds, gravies, and fries, which is actually quite delightful. If you haven't had that either, get that. And if you're in Canada and you haven't tasted that, I don't even know what you're doing. Okay, this is a staple here. But, yeah, they're taking both cuisines, which are different, and they're fusing it, which comes something better. So the same could be applied with uh, interracial marriage or just intermarriage in in general, but mostly interracial. You're taking two different people from different races, taking their cultures of their races, and you're mixing it together. So that kid that was born with the... Venezuelan mom and the Indonesian father guess it, have the benefit of having Indonesian food and Venezuelan food can even mix them together and see what happens when that happens. Um, and also they can look at the different music, the dressing from that heritage as well, the practices and it makes a kid more open-minded in my opinion. Cause they get to see two different worlds within their own home. Most of us, I know for myself, um, my mother is Canadian, my father is Jamaican, but my mother's parents are both Jamaican. So I grew up under more Jamaican influence. So that's a more viewing the world from a Jamaican Canadian standpoint because I'm living in Canada. But by parents' heritage, both of them. Stem from the good island of Jamaica, and that's good for me, but i'm I'm big on traveling, both like my father's really good at traveling as well, so like I'm really into knowing different people's cultures, where they come from, and getting to know people. That's why I feel like a lot of people get open to me and I'm more of an approachable person because I'm willing to understand people's cultures and stuff like that, and I'm willing to Extend my hand and take part of your practices if it's not religious. If it's religious, then I won't take part of it. But if it's outside of that, then sure. I'm open minded in regards to that. Now, as the saga continues, we're going to talk about why people do not believe it and why people should not, why other people think that intermarriage isn't a good thing. And we will talk about that rather shortly. This is the Didi Fuego Show. Don't go anywhere, please. And continue to listen and learn. We'll be right back. Yes, we are live once again, talking about intermarriage. Now, in the previous segment, I talked about why people for it. And now in this segment, we're going to talk about why people are against it. Now, I, for one, I'm on the fence. I don't condone it, nor do I want to abolish it or anathematize it but the thing is this for people who are against it there's a lot that plays into it i think from my perspective and how i've seen it is more of a preference thing. like some people prefer chocolate over strawberry ice cream now i'm not reducing people to material things because humans are worth more than ice cream or chocolate but the thing is when you reduce people to that materialistic viewpoint, it actually helps the argument. but I think more or less is a it's more of a preference issue because now you're talking about okay you have like for example I'll use this example um a person born in a predominantly black family, is submerged himself or herself in that culture. So if your father's a black male and if your mother is a black woman, you see that in yourself because you relate to that because they look like you and you look like them. Now, when a child is very young, they look... At life differently than how an adult perspective, like how an adult would see it. So a child would go then, and look at his mother if it's a young boy, and then subconsciously, according to psychology, would want to desi- or would desire a woman that would resemble his mother, not in a physical perspective, but just as that you'll find like, the different qualities, but also you'll see that they'll adhere to the physical as well, but it's not a definitive factor. Like, she didn't have to look exactly like your mom, but resemble it in a sense, and vice versa for females. So, that is what my point is in regards to that. A lot of people use the psychology perspective on why people don't condone it, I, for one, believe it's just preference, as I mentioned before. And another one is just that some people don't think it's healthy. They don't like the change. I've seen interviews with people saying that um, nature itself, if you look at nature, they usually stick with their own. So it's like, look at it. Consider this. A robin always mates with a robin. The lion mates with the lioness. The coyote mates with the coyote. And so on and so forth. So that is where it stand. That's the standpoint they're taking. It's just that if nature does this and functions this way, and we as human beings have more sense than them, then shouldn't we be going with our own? Now, what they fail to realize is that, like, majority of the world has already been mixed up anyways. So, like, I I have parts of me that are um probably European or I don't know for a fact that I'm part Indian as well. So it's kind of like... At this point, it doesn't matter. That's my counter argument to that. It doesn't really matter anymore because we're all kind of mixed up now. And I think within the next 50 years, you're going to see that there's not going to be a pure um, black person as we define pure now or pure Caucasian, so on and so forth. Um, Yeah, for that, that's one of the things that they believe is that we should stick to our own another one is um it'd be easier and in fact it kind of is It would be easier because back then it would, it would have been a lot harder even in the 70s which is not that long ago because they were just coming off coming off that racial high so it's being being for like a black person and a white person to get married would be hard to for them in that period of time. Now it's not as big of a deal because we progressed, but at that time period, it would be hard. And it still kind of is hard because at the end of the day, you're taking one person and another person from two different races and what culture that comes with that race and you're coming together. Both families, you don't know what their family life is like but they're all coming together and you're merging two different complete families of generations coming together. It's gonna to be hard and their customs and their practices, that also is hard because if a person is used to eating, um, uh, I'll use this term because I'm Jamaican, I'm part Jamaican. If, a, if I'm used to eating ackee and saltfish for breakfast and I marry a girl, That is, or that comes from Ireland and she doesn't eat that. I don't know what they eat over there, but she makes something else for breakfast. I'm not used to that. That's a change for me. And it's going to be difficult for me to adjust to that. So that's the problem where it lies with um, interracial marriage or interfaith marriage. Interfaith marriage is not a good thing in my opinion. Here's why, because with faith is you're devoting your life to it. And if you notice a common trend, most Christians end up marrying Christians, most Muslims with Muslims, and most Hindus and Hindus. And need I go on? I think not. But if you when you see this and when you understand it, you would kind of look at it and say it's not a good idea. The reason why is because of the practices that take part of it. Like one religion says this, another religion says it's okay to do this. And there's a conflict. And when they have children, which religion should the children follow? I have a friend from high school. He said that um, with his, his house, because his mom was Buddhist and his dad was Hindu, I believe. And he said that they didn't push religion on him and his brother at all. They let him choose, and that's fair, and, then, and their marriage is still intact. But a lot of people have done studies, a lot of scholars have done studies and statistically showing that interfaith marriage doesn't last that long. And it makes sense because it's two different belief system, belief systems, and one is adamant. You have an adamant Christian, and you have an adamant Muslim. And they hold to their biblical text for the Christians or the religious text for the Muslims. And they hold to that. They were born and raised into that lifestyle, into that culture, into that religion, into that faith system. So when they come together, it's going to be a butting of heads because the Muslim might have to pray to Allah five times a day and go to the temple. No, it's not a temple. It's a mosque. Go to the mosque on Saturday. But that Christian has to pray as much as they can as well to Christ, who is God. And he or she, depending on the situation, because if it's a girl Muslim, it would be a guy Christian. And you get my point, sorry. (laughs) Sorry for rambling on, but you get my point. But... There's going to be a conflict when that Christian guy has to go to church on Sunday, but she can't. She doesn't really want to go because she needs to go to the mosque where maybe she might do the pilgrimage to Mecca or whatever. And he doesn't believe in that. He doesn't think she should go because he believes in the Bible. It just doesn't work. It's like water and oil. You can kind of shake it together all you want, but it's not going to stand now we're going to phase into the next segment of this show and what it is is called wrap it up dd where i spit my final thoughts on this topic called intermarriage please don't go nowhere because we are gonna drop some bombs all right we'll be right back okay we're at the last segment of this show i know it's been a little lengthy than usual but it's a lot of content to hold to it's a lot that i want to talk about and we're in the final segment called wrap it up dd where i wrap up the topic of the day and this topic if you don't know by now what are you doing it's called intermarriage now i'm gonna talk about a christian perspective the bible says not to yoke yourself with unbelievers and what this means for those who are not familiar with the holy bible all is trying to articulate which is written by paul is just trying to say not to cling yourself or to be with someone who is not of the same faith with in this case he's talking about christianity now what this it means to yoke somebody back in that time frame it was a lot of agriculture compared to now and what a yoke is or what it did is you took an ox with another ox and you would put a yoke on them so if you ever watched um if you ever watched uh a medieval time inspired movie when they put them in the guillotine picture that without the blade so they are yoking them together and they walk together on the plow so that they can get the crops ready for due season for the harvest. So instead of the farmer doing it by itself he gets the ox, the strong ox to do it for them. So basically why that picture is painted in your head right now that is what Paul is trying to say here is not to yoke yourself up with that in regard to interfaith now he never said anything about interracial marriage because he didn't find it he just said with with regard to faith in regard to this thing called faith we should not yoke ourselves with unbelievers which in itself makes completely sense complete sense because in today's day we have the statistics that show that interfaith marriages don't last as long there's just rare cases where it does but for the most part, it doesn't because it's a strong thing. And without the Bible, or throughout the Bible, God continually says to Israel not to mix with certain people because they're going to draw you away from me, which is true because it's either one's going to pull and, one, and the other's going to pull. Even within Christianity, I feel, because there's different denominations. There's their Baptists, there's their Apostolics, which I am an Apostolic, and there's those there's, um, non-denominational whatever different ways of worshiping the same god is just that their views are different in regards to how we operate as christians and how they read the bible and how they see the bible and how they live their lives according to the bible and it's more of a doctrine thing in my opinion because at the end of the day if you're all worshiping christ and you believe that Christ is the creator of all, and you believe that he died and he rose up again. We're all believing in the same thing. It's just from a doctrine perspective, it's different, right? There's different things. Some people believe, I think, in the Catholic Church and in other denominations of Christianity, they believe in the Trinity. However, in my denomination we believe in the one in the oneness, which basically means the three are one, not separate entities. So even within Christianity, it still be hard because if you look at it, like I just said, there's so many different opinions about it. But nonetheless, if you look at the whole spectrum of things that's what I believe from a Christian perspective that if you're a Christian, you shouldn't marry a Christian. If you're a Muslim, you should marry a Muslim. And so on and so forth. And now we're gonna phase into this part of the of this segment. So I'm gonna be talking about why I think this whole intermarriage thing is not a bad idea but if you look at it it shouldn't even be considered an thing. because look at it in this way if you take a black woman and a black man okay and they're both black but they come from one comes from Africa oh, that's a lot that's a big place I'll narrow it down one comes from Nigeria and then another one comes from Barbados Those are completely different places. They might have a little bit more uh, similarities because they are black. They might have different opinions, yes, but they have similarities. Maybe they're both Christians, which is also good. But here's the thing. Even though they're the same race, they still come from different backgrounds, okay? They still come from different places, They both had different experiences. So either way, even though they're the same race, they're still going to have different conflicts because they're different people. I'll take this a step further. Consider this. You have a Mexican husband and a Mexican wife who are both Christians. They're both grew up in the same town and they both are grew up in the same country obviously we'll say california and we'll say in the long beach community okay they might all grow grew up they both might have grown up in the same place but here's the point they grew up in different houses Yes, they might be in the same city. Yes, they might be even in, on the same street. Maybe went to the same school. But at the end of the day, they still have different backgrounds. Their family's different. They operate different. Even if like went to the same church, they still worship a bit different in their style of worship. They have different thoughts. They have different opinions. So they're going to clash sometimes. So this is my point with intermarriage. It shouldn't be a big deal, period, on both sides, whether you're for it or whether you're against it. Because at the end of the day, the point is this. We all are different. We all think for ourselves differently. We all have different perspectives. We all have different lifestyles. Even though I'm the cases that I made way different with the Indonesian and the Venezuelan, all the way to the two Mexicans who grew up in the same environment yet they still operate differently because they're different people, different backgrounds, different ways of thinking, operating, different talents, different things. So they're always gonna clash. So if you're against it, you're entitled to that. But I'm just saying it doesn't really make a difference because you're still gonna have an argument even if you have the same views when it comes to religion even if you have the same views when it comes to politics yes it will be easier to have more similarities than differences but at the end of the day you're still gonna clash that's my thing because you grew up differently and every person has their own opinion every per- person operates differently than the other it is said that when a lizard sn- of snow he's when it snows, each snowflake is different, okay? And we are the same thing, in a from a bigger perspective. We are the same in regards because we all are different. We all have different views. Now, the final part I'm I'm gonna make is my own experience with this. Now, I grew up in Ajax, Ontario, which is a predominantly white area. I went to a predominantly white school. Um. Most of the school was white. I was the only black guy at the school. There was barely any black girls. So, like, I I talked to white girls quite a bit because I knew them already. But I also knew black girls because my church is in Scarborough, and I knew, and I hung out with the black girls at church, usually on Sundays or if there was an event. So, this is what I'm trying to say with my experience. And here's the thing. Like, a lot of people thought that I was, um, I didn't like black girls in high school. Like, some, some of them. The homies knew that, like, I was down with, like, most girls. Like, I'm not picky when it comes to, like, race and stuff like that. Like, if you look good, you look good. If you look beat, you look beat. So, that's just how I looked at it. And I just – it was dawned on me because, like, I hung out with the white girls a little bit in class, more than the black girls. And, like, they were saying, yo, this guy only likes white girls. I'm like, nah, that's not true because I don't believe that. But even if I did, what would be the problem? Why is there a problem with a person liking another person from a different race? It shouldn't be an issue with my – opinion it's not much of a big deal some people even say i'm gonna go back to the argument where people are against it some people say like if you go outside your race especially with the black community they say that like because the guys do it the most the most that i've so have i seen and so have i've heard and there's like okay they diss the black girls and they want to go out and get different girls whether it be white hispanic asian you get the picture and to me that kind of makes sense why they would say that but at the end of the day they're entitled to choose what they want in regards to that and it's not that they disrespect some of them disrespect black women and i do not agree with that i believe black women are one of the best women on this face of the earth And that they should be treated with respect that they deserve. But it's not that some of them disrespect black women. They just might prefer the Hispanic. But I also think that a media does that, has an effect on that as well, because they usually show lighter skinned women. But that's a subject for another day. And we're not gonna get in that today, but back to what I was saying. From my experience, like people thought I only like white women, which is not true. And I get why some people go outside the race because they might want to experience a new life, a different perspective, a different perspective on life. So that has been the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. This episode, it was quite lengthy than my normal stuff, but it was really insightful for me. Hopefully it was insightful for you. My experience with this thing called intermarriage, and from what I've seen, from what I've observed, because I'm a very observant young man, I think it's neither a good thing nor a bad thing. I'm still on the fence. I'm like, it's not... A detrimental to humanity is not benefiting humanity anyways as long as people are still procreating humanity still has a chance so here is why so sorry so this is the end of the podcast episode i hope you guys enjoyed it like i said before I hope you guys are ready for good content coming forward. Thank you for listening. Once again, I can't, my gratitude far exceeds everybody else. I just want to thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Until we meet again, this is your boy Darius D. We'll see you on the next episode. So just chill till the next episode.